0: I guess when I started to sort of notice that all these young guys were killing it um, and just as passionate, instead of being competition, I thought, why don't we all just come together and make something bigger than all of us?
1: What's going on crew? Welcome to the home of Cosmic Vibes. That was Andrew Britton. I'm Tiger Lyons. And this is the Tiger Talk podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a place where I spread cosmic vibes by initiating conversation with other young people, examining exactly what it is in their decisions that's allowed them to get to where they've been and what they've achieved so far. I've realised that by having conversations with other young people on topics of particular reference to myself and other young people around the world, that what each of us have learnt can help all of us together achieve what it is that we want to achieve. In this episode, we talk all things entrepreneurship. Andrew, or Madge as he's more affectionately known by me and the boys, is a serial entrepreneur with several startups, the earliest of which he started at as young as 13 years old. And the way in which he thinks about things and goes about business is all too commendable. I really hope you guys get as much out of this episode as I did. I know Andrew very well, but as always with the podcast... When we sit down and have a conversation, there's so much more that I learn about people, even who I know very well. And so, let's get into the show. Andrew. Hey. <laughs> How are you, mate? Good. Yeah, it's Thanks good to have me. you on. The, yeah, it's good to have you on the show, mate. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, trying to find the right time. It was uh pretty stoked yesterday when we figured it out and uh, locked in a little segment of your busy schedule for a (laughs) chat on Tiger Talk (laughs) Um, for the uninitiated. Do you want to give a bit of people a bit of background on who you are and what you do? Sure.
0: Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm probably a serial entrepreneur, a bunch of little businesses that fund what I do. Um, Started off in the music industry, now I'm in creative marketing, so yeah.
1: Nice, and uh, how old are you? 22. 22 years old, Uh, just a bit of context, went to school with Andrew and uh, did quite a bit of work with him, we worked at a juice bar when we were 18, worked on uh, Rottnest Island when we started Neverland Boys, and um, yeah, our lives have kind of taken similar paths but separate paths since been making sangers on Rotnast, but uh, Andrew also, for those of you that don't know, did a uh, about a six month or 12, 8 month stint as the Neverland Boys manager. So we call him Madge. Uh, that's uh, if you hear me saying Madge, I'm referring to Andrew. That's our nickname for him. Um, and Andrew finished school. He was always kind of had the uh, had these little ideas and niche markets that he would always mention do you want to run us through a couple of your uh, ideas and ventures you've had since whenever your entrepreneurial spirit kind of where it all evolved? yeah
0: yeah uh really young actually the first the first kind of taste of it i guess was in high school i went to boarding school in perth and uh we got one day a week where we were allowed to go to the shops and get snacks and all that sort of stuff. So, I thought, yeah, this is this is uh, this is not enough.
1: <laughs> what the two dollar pocket money wasn't enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, what I used to do was go to the the reject shop at the time. I can't remember what it was called, but all the expired lollies and drinks and stuff like that. Um, I'd go there with a bunch of my mates and load up and hoard it in. What all of our lockers really back at the boarding house. Oh, a bit of
1: sto- the storage unit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Didn't pay any rent, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we we stocked up our lockers full of snacks and food and stuff. And when everyone spent their day of shopping earlier on in the week, bought a couple of things and run out. End of the week is where we would make our money and we'd sell all those snacks back to them. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. well, so did anyone get Did anyone get sick? Was there a disclaimer that they? that they got when they bought their lollies no
0: but i think the uh the canteen downstairs was pretty pretty they upset were... we were cutting into their <laughs>
1: <laughs> classic was ever was everyone involved with that or was that kind of your endeavor
0: we, or... it, we it was two to a room so i had to cut my roommate in to oh, 50, from, 50. Yeah, eating on my food <laughs> no, he was like,
1: uh, andrew why do you have all the lollies in the room down there yeah,
0: so, no that was good Actually, probably the it, our first instance of a hostile takeover as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, um, when the kids around me saw what I was doing, a couple of them thought, hey, I can do that too. Oh, no way. Um, so, funny story, sent a little uh, undercover <laughs> guy in with 50 bucks, <laughs> <laughs> bought out all the other guys' food, <laughs> and then sold it back to them just <laughs> oh, to the week again.
1: Classic example, He had the talent since day one. So, yeah, that was the start. So that was, what, 15? Younger?
0: Oh, um, maybe a bit older. I think I was year eight. I don't know how old we were
1: then. Okay, and you kind of progressed. I remember uh, the Bitcoin has just popped in the last couple of years, but I remember back in 2012, you were talking about, when we worked at the juice bar, Andrew would always come in and say, oh, there's this thing called the Bitcoin. And, I was, and he was like, it's going to replace money one day. And I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah radio mate. <laughs> yeah I
0: missed the boat there
1: what what talk us through that one how did how How did the knowledge or awareness for something like that come about and um what made you kind of tempted or interested in it
0: I don't know I think I've always lived on my computer um reading forums and just listening to things and learning but uh yeah, I bumped into Bitcoin in two thousand and twelve, and I think it was worth about a dollar the coin
1: and what's it worth now?
0: Almost 10 grand a coin, yeah. So I should should have jumped on board, but didn't have the money back then. I was in high school and stuff like that, so yeah. Um, yeah, back then you could set up even just a normal computer to mine it, and I think that's where how I found out about it. I was going to set up my laptop, and then it told me it would take 12 years to do one or something, so it was a dollar. So I was Uh, like, nah, not worth it, yeah. This is not kicking yourself now, though. (laughs) (laughs) Should have started it back then, but yeah. No, there's been a few missed opportunities along the way.
1: Yeah, and um, then we finished school and you realised that everyone's kind of getting into the party scene and you set up your own DJ. Uh, well, you were just a soul trader then. You were taking, joining the parties but being the DJ. Hmm. So everyone else was having a good time and you were having a good time and getting paid.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't as much a job for me. That That was my passion back then was music. So, like... For me, I was DJing in my bedroom and mixing tracks together and stuff like that. And then, yeah, when it came to our golden years, I guess, when we were 18 and having fun, um, I preferred to be behind the decks than be out there getting drunk. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Started off in my mate's backyard and then my friends' of friends' backyard and then people I didn't even know their backyards. and yeah, Word,
1: word of mouth spread. Yeah,
0: it was good fun.
1: Oh, this bloke that's spinning a disc he's all right. <laughs> And then, so, um, as we progressed from being the 18-year-olds and being the latest on the party scene and you doing all those events, how did you remain competitive when the younger age groups came through and there were other guys that were interested in music?
0: Yeah, that scene, has al- there's always been... I, I wasn't the first to, to be a DJ and I wasn't the first to be a DJ where we lived, so... Yeah. Yeah, there was always competition and, um, I guess... When I started to sort of notice that I was going out of fashion, and all these young guys were killing it, um, and just as passionate, uh, instead of instead of being competition, I thought, why don't we all just come together and and make something bigger than all of us?
1: So how did how did you sell that to them?
0: The concept kind of sells itself. I <laughs> mean, th- for them, they don't have to compete with with the people around them or me or anything like that. I mean, I had all the gear and a bit of experience and they had they had the audience they were they were engaging the kids their age so yeah it was it was a no-brainer for them
1: yeah so they've come on uh on board under under a collective and you kind of tried to dominate the whole mandra local uh dj scene yeah
0: i'm Um, not sure if you if you call it collusion but (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we just sort of agreed on pricing and and um how we'd, how we'd do our gigs and all that sort of stuff and, yeah, yeah who got what and, and what was fair. so
1: And uh, I know you just, a, a couple of moments ago before we switched the record on, you were um, telling me that that idea, the fun, the foundations for that idea are in a little book in your room. <laughs> yeah,
0: my little black book.
1: Your little black book. Is that similar to, uh, is that your um, little notebook you carry around and jot all your ideas down or? Yeah, yeah. And have you always had that? What what other ideas are sitting in there? Oh,
0: I can't tell you that. Facebook, Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do write my ideas down, but I yeah. probably should do a bit more writing than I
1: do. Yeah, so you, uh, I remember when we were at university together, um, before I dropped out, we always used to sit down at lunchtime and just get excited about Chat the prospect ideas. of a couple, couple of ideas. Yeah. At what, what stage did you were like, all right, let's get practical with this, and, and you started kind of just having a punt on your endeavors.
0: Mm, what stage? Yeah, I don't know. It was just at the time music was what I was passionate about, so it just grew from there. Yeah. And slowly. I mean, that that's so over the span of what 5 years it took to sort of go from concept to something that I could live off. Uh yeah, so it's not it wasn't an overnight thing. It was yeah. it was a long time.
1: And um you're in as is the natural progression of any kind of successful business it did slowly progress, and uh, how did you innovate with that as it grew?
0: Yeah, that's the toughest part. I mean, sort of predicting what people want and what you can give them, yeah, it's hard. The The DJ collective concept was kind of cool because we had all these uh, young people's attention in their backyards. We were playing what they wanted to hear, um, and the venues that you would go to when you are 18 uh they weren't doing that quite as well. So we had this awesome product to sell them on our, in our laps really. Yeah, we fell into it. So as soon as we as soon as we were eighteen and we were growing out of the house party phase, we just moved straight into nightclubs and yeah.
1: Pretty uh smoothly as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. And you took the house party concept and married it with the uh nightlife scene kind of thing.
0: Yeah, just giving people what they want.
1: Yeah pretty pretty simple business model it seems i'm sure there was a lot more specifics to it in getting that uh to happen and and what about learning was there um was it something where you just learnt as you as you went or were you kind of reading other books or talking to other people like did you have any mentors around you or were you just kind of winging it
0: no 100 uh this journey the last six years has been the most incredible thing i've ever done yeah um I mean, I wouldn't want to devalue my degree or anything like that, but I've learnt more by just doing it than what I could from a book or listening to someone speak. So yeah, it's been it's been crazy.
1: And um, you did finish your degree uh, last year? Uh, no, two years ago now, a couple of years, two thousand and fifteen, I think it was. Um, was there anything that you learnt there that you that you've practically applied into your your business um, ventures so far?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of theoretical stuff that applies.
1: Yeah, cuz in a commerce degree, I could imagine there's a lot that is kind of um mutually beneficial in that you were being practical and you could relate some of the stuff that you're learning to into your business. Yeah. Um what are some examples that you can think of? <laughs>
0: the, the the biggest one I guess is accounting. Yeah. The most boring one. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, all of the theories that they teach us just the way the way the world works, the way the economy works, and yeah demand supply all of those basic sort of things
1: yeah yeah and so were you kind of um by having this like almost like experiment on the side was that helping your university as well because that you could be like oh yeah like that's kind of similar to what I'm doing with uh, my business is that something that was relevant or
0: yeah as with everything yep. getting to apply the stuff I was reading online and the stuff I was learning in the classroom yeah to the business and that's it's been so fluid the past 6 years because because of that every time i read something or learn something new yeah we try and implement it
1: okay and as you kind of grew out of you finished your degree and you still had this business going where was the um where was your mind at with regards to like cuz you got a finance major so that's kind of leading you more down the banking kind of route what made you take the punt on your business for the moment
0: yeah i for the for the whole time i was in university i, I had Full time jobs really. Um, the last year I was working uh, in the finance industry at a financial planning firm. Yeah. Um, and I, I like, I was happy there, but I knew deep down that I wanted to work for myself and wanted to put my own ideas into a- action. So I took the punt in 2016. Yeah, and uh, left my job uh, to travel with the Neverland Boys of all people.
1: Great idea. <laughs> Not. <laughs>
0: uh but yeah just just following my heart and knowing that that was what I wanted to do yeah that was the best thing i could have done
1: i think the biggest thing um like well, hopefully we can bring you back on board again one day if we ever get back to where we were at i think the biggest thing that you brought to the to our brand was the organization and the you had like a really calm and positive but you uh nature about you but you also kind of had like this bigger vision of like what we needed to do now to help us with tomorrow is that kind of um is that something that you'd learnt from your business that you had going on the site i
0: think the the structural side of things that was university for sure but yeah. um yeah a few concepts there that that we shared uh the djing stuff ended up evolving into this creative marketing platform um, a large part of what we were doing turns out was just being a promoter so we learn a bunch of concepts and ideas and ways to, to talk to people uh, during that journey and now, yeah, that's that's our core business is teaching other businesses how to tell their stories.
1: So you kind of progressed from the DJ and the music scene and then into this kind of creative stuff, but you do have the uh, the music kind of side still going on. Did you want to give us some insight into it, how you've grown from just running night nightclub or house parties and nightclub events into where the music side of your business is at at the moment
0: yeah i mean it, it's all still there we that's always been our passion and that's the core of where we started so the music stuff probably always will be even if it's a side project um i'd love to do bigger things like festivals and yeah expand that there that that's my passion project
1: yeah is the what was the thought behind bringing on uh, like going down the creative agency kind of side? Because you do have a lot of skills in the design and um, and a lot of the skills that a lot of other businesses could use in terms of website building and stuff. Was it just kind of like it just an an idea to monetize, or is it something that you definitely want to take forward? with you at the same time as the music stuff grows as well
0: yeah we, we didn't we didn't want to have all of our eggs in one basket either so i mean uh, diversifying and having this events business and a marketing agency behind it was just yeah that it just made sense for us yeah <clears throat> we're already sort of giving this advice out for free to friends and family and people we knew and businesses we knew um, and we thought what we can make a living out of this let's give it a go
1: yeah, I noticed um, you're using the word "us." What point did it go from just being me to like to us? And and how did you go with the transition from it just being yourself to building a team? And and what was the thought process behind bringing other people on board with with, with the growth? The
0: the team mentality has been with me from day one. I mean, the the collective concept itself was a team thing, um, but the point where where our business became our business uh, was when we started doing marketing. Um, Yeah, I I couldn't promote shows myself. You need a bunch of people to be on board and having fun and enjoying themselves. Um, But at the same time, the core concept around all of it has been helping everyone who is on our team reach the goals that they want to reach. For some, it was getting paid. For some, it was playing headline shows. Uh, for some, it was selling more of their product yeah that 's
1: and um, I kind of want to uh, pivot into some of the difficulties that you 've had with um, either like starting and growing. Did you want to shed some light on to perhaps some failures or or even just ideas that you had and you started exploring and it kind of ventured off down a different path, but it was triggered from an initial idea that didn 't pan out
0: jeez. Well, or you don't, you don't have any
1: failed ventures. <laughs> 100% success, right?
0: Too many to list, I, I think. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of dead ideas. Uh, what's something that we've tried to do?
1: Perhaps, like, maybe it doesn't have to be something that wasn't successful. Perhaps it could be something that you explored for a while, but it's not going on anymore, something beyond your control. Like I know, for example, you were using a venue for an event and they, they went out of business and then you were no longer able to run your event there, so you kind of had to f- build another relationship from scratch and how you went about that.
0: Yeah, I guess that those sorts of things, the hurdles we've we've had to overcome yeah there's been there's been plenty uh, owning your own business is super hard. Um, I, it's it's extraordinarily difficult like I can't even explain the the passion you need to maintain the motivation to keep going every day. When you know you're not you, this month, you might not get paid. Uh, yeah, it's hard. But what I think is more important is the fact that you do get to be your own boss and do what you want to do and make your ideas happen. Yeah, yeah. It's Even pretty, if they fail, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's pretty. It's a pretty exciting thought that something that was in your head can come to life. And I know there's probably a lot of people out there that have got an idea in their head. Um, do you have any kind of advice to them to to make their ideas happen that you've put into practice, for example, I know uh just from being your friend that you've got a serious hustle mode is that a that's probably been an integral integral part of um lost and found success is that that is that do you think that's something that people can kind of grow into or is that something that you've just had forever?
0: No, I think I think the best way to do, approach it is just to do it and then figure out how to do it better. So yeah, make mistakes, learn, and just keep growing.
1: Yeah. Wise words there, Mister Britton. I I know a lot. Of, a big problem for a lot of young people that want to take a punt on something that their parents aren't interested in is a pretty scary task. I'd imagine being your parent, they must parent growing up. They must have had their heart in their throat a few times
0: yeah look I was pretty lucky really um my family's always stood behind my ideas um even f- when I was young, I had a weird interest in stocks, and I think some of my early birthday presents were stock packages and stuff like that so yeah they've they've always supported me um yeah I mean it's at the end of the day, it's you it's what you want to do your parents will always always be
1: there yeah and um I know I remember once you said uh you, you told me that you were in you were advising for your for your parents as well they were they were like hey andrew you're uh, you're investing in stocks, perhaps you could invest for us as well
0: <laughs> yeah, i mean I'm not as smart as maybe as what I look
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we're doing the uh a podcast and uh, not a video <laughs> <laughs> nah um I kind of really wanted to get deep into um because you've always kind of been ahead of the game in that you've been an early mover into new things that were coming on, um, it would be cool to kind of get your headspace with like having, being aware of the present, but also having your eyes on where you want to get to as well. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty interested to hear you talk about like what your overall perspective of like the market is and like where you kind of see you, like the business going and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I've said, it's super hard to even just run a business. So, living, living day to day, just focusing on on how we can improve what we're doing already. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, the the end goal is to is to be able to live live like I am currently, I suppose. Yeah, waking up in the morning and thinking, what do I want to do today? Yeah. How can I do it better? Yeah, it's
1: pretty, pretty. It's a pretty inspiring thought. The that- The idea that you can wake up each day and just decide what you want to do.
0: Yeah, anyone can do it, though. That's the thing. You just have to put your mind to it. Yeah. I think you guys are a good example of that, travelling the world.
1: It's um, certainly not been uh, one clear path, that's for sure. Yeah. It was a lot clearer when you were on board. (laughs) Um, When you came on board with the Neverland Boys as a manager, was there anything that you learnt by having access to perhaps like a different um, completely different market or was it pretty similar in the skills transferable from what you already knew because the role of a manager could perhaps be similar to that of running a business Um, and but just the fact that it's in a different kind of uh, environment in that it's like you were you were kind of booking things for us in a sense but you were also kind of involved with the direction of where, where we were going and stuff was it similar, being a manager, as to being a business owner?
0: Yeah, I think always just looking to the future and looking for where you're going to be. And if you, I think if you can if you can predict where you're going to be before you get there, there's always opportunity,
1: yeah. And that was the kind of mentality when you came on board with Neverland Boys as well, trying to bring that uh, attitude on board?
0: Yeah, new directions. Everything's constantly changing. I mean, when we were working together, we saw the... Well, we jumped on the rise and are seeing the fall of Instagram at the moment and how all these influencers engagement is sort of dropping significantly today so yeah looking for new ways to to be a product and to help other people yeah
1: and uh, what would you suggest at the moment
0: what would I suggest oh, I have no idea I don't think anyone really understands all these algorithms but um yeah certainly certainly a bunch of creative methods to capture people's attention is is what you need to be looking for
1: yeah i remember um early this morning when we were just having a chat you were saying that uh perhaps it was it might be a good idea to um like the people that had a blog initially that were just posting photos and writing were um going to always remain strong is there a set principle that you think is that runs true in business and social media that uh, will regardless of what happens, will always work.
0: If you, if I think if you, if it's if it's your passion, yeah, it'll always work. There's there's points in all of these journeys where any sort of rational person would have given up. Yeah. So if if you're having fun and if it's what you want to do, then that's what gets you through those hard times and that's what makes you succeed.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's re- really practical advice because a lot of people out there are always talking about how they want to do this and they want to do that. But if they're talking in a sense where they want to do it but they haven't yet, then that's probably like half a sign that perhaps they're not sold completely within themselves. Um, I, I was sort of hoping that perhaps um, you might be able to talk to people that are in the music industry and they were a little bit unsure as to like as what the first step would be um, in getting booked and, and finding work where like some ideas as to, for them as to how to make the first footsteps because I know when I started as a uh, in the kind of photography world and I, I liked it but I didn't know where to get work and where to get paid. Um, what's some practical advice that you could give someone who's perhaps a DJ that wants to start getting involved in the industry? Uh,
0: don't do it for the money. Yeah. Uh, don't do it for the ego. Um, just do, do it for yourself, yeah. Just be who you are, and if it if it works, it works, and if it doesn't work, then just keep trying.
1: Yeah. And by try, you mean like, sort of get in touch with um, venues or get in touch with other artists.
0: Okay. Yeah. In a business sense, um, yeah, networking is the most important asset any sort of creative person can have. Um, most of our business comes from word of mouth, and, and so yeah, I think for for a performer, it would be the same.
1: Mm. Hmm. And for those uh, people that this is hard to comprehend, we uh, grew up in a town that's about an hour south of Perth. And so the market that Andrew and his team uh, cracked into was the Mantra market. And over the past sort of 12 to 18 months, they've slowly progressed and diversified so that they're more, a lot of their business comes from other areas as well. Um, for people that can relate that to their own area, uh, how did you go about growing it from you the local sort of scene into like a bit of a bigger market kind of thing and, and other areas as well?
0: Yeah, again, networking.
1: Yeah, that was big.
0: Yeah, so I think um, just doing a good job and making sure that, that your actions speak louder than words in those instances, yeah. So uh, helping, if, if you can help um, other people get what they want to achieve then you're, you're
1: always going to succeed. Yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty real advice. I can resonate pretty well with that to my own kind of ventures and what's worked and what's not. Um, but, yeah, it's been pretty sweet getting a bit more of an insight into where you're, uh, how your mind works, Madge.
0: Yeah, thanks, mate.
1: We'll uh, speak again soon. Cheers. Well, that's a wrap. What did you reckon? Pretty interesting to hear how someone so young's got so many cool things going on. Don't you reckon? If you want to get in touch with either myself or Andrew, you can find Andrew on Instagram or Facebook at Andrew on Earth or LXF is different, Lost and Found, and uh, Lost and Found on Facebook as well. And myself at Tiger Lines on Instagram and at It's Tiger Lines on Facebook. Feel free to shoot either of us through an email too if you've got any thoughts. Really keen to hear your feedback and hear how this conversation made you feel or if it gave you any thoughts or just triggered a different emotion. Uh, If you have any other thoughts or opinions on the podcast, then feel free to shoot them through. Always keen to hear your points of view and your opinions to help take things further and provide you guys with as much value as possible. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, would really appreciate if you left some feedback with a review on the podcast app or wherever you get your podcast download. Uh, also, if you haven't already, if you could just hit that subscribe button too, really, really appreciate that as well. Uh, once again, thanks for tuning in. Keep spreading those cosmic vibes. I'll speak to you next time. Peace.